Hey guys, it's me, Neef Kumar, and we are continuing the Greek god creation myth. To catch up on this myth, check out episodes 1, 2, 3, and 4. Let's jump right in. As Zeus became older, he learned about his father and all of his siblings. He vowed to avenge them or at least free them. When he was an adult, God, his mother, Rhea, said to him, Zeus, I think it's time for you to have a job. He scratched his head. He had never had a job before. What is it? He asked his mother. You will be cupbearer to your father, Kronos, she replied. It also has a lot of side benefits like killing the king, taking over the world, and avenging your siblings. But I have no experience bearing cups, Zeus said. It's easy, Rhea said. All you have to do is get Kronos a goblet of nectar whenever he is thirsty. He accepted and they went to the palace to get Zeus a job. When they reached the palace, Kronos frowned at Zeus. Who are you? he asked him. I am Zeus, my lord, and I want to be cup cup bearer to you. Zeus replied. He decided to use his own name, and why not? Kronos had never heard of him before. Very well, Kronos said. You are the official cup bearer of the palace. Zeus was the most popular servant. He bore like cups as quick as lightning. He ordered a coke, and boom! Before you can blink, a can of coke is in front of you. Kronos trusted Zeus completely and that's exactly what he wanted. He even introduced drinking contests into the Titans. One night after a big feast, Zeus started boasting about Kronos's chugging skills. Kronos is a f- is the fastest drinker. What is his record? 4 seconds? I bet he could beat his record today. Kronos wasn't really in a mood for a drinking contest, but he had a reputation to keep up. He gestured for Zeus to bring in another round of nectar. In the kitchen, Zeus mixed up a special batch of nectar for the guests and an extra special drink from Kronos. For the guest, he mixed up something that would make them super sleepy. For the king, he concocted a special brew with mustard. He brought it to the table and handed the Titans their glasses. "Okay," Zeus said. "Ready, set, go." Kronos chugged the goblet down in 2 seconds. "I win," he yelled triumphantly before he puked all over his guests who were asleep. Out of Kronos' stomach came out five adult gods. Discoursed from the titan's stomach, the six gods, including Zeus, flew away to Ma- Mount Ida, where their mother, Rhea, was waiting for them. "My children!" she exclaimed when they landed. She hugged each and every one of them, despite their filthiness. They washed up in a nearby stream and hatched a plan. They would go to Tartarus and free the hundred-handed ones and cyclops, cyclopes. The Cyclopes would make them weapons to fight Kronos, and then they would kill Kronos. They all agreed to the plan and went to execute the first jailbreak in the history of the world. Hades has a knack for navigating underground tunnels. He led the Olympians in and out of various tunnels and then finally they reached the Tartarus maximum security prison. Well, I say maximum security. The only girl was a monster whom Cronus himself had recruited, Campe. She had a female upper body with snakes for hair, a reptilian lower body, and she carried around a whip. She patrolled an aisle where six beings stood and worked on forges, the hundred-handed ones and cyclopes. One cyclopes cyclops was almost done forging a shovel when Campe snatched it from him and tore it to pieces like it was cloth. She never let anyone finish their bills. Hey, just whispered to the cyclops, cyclops, cyclops. Do you think you, you could build us some weapons? I could, cyclops replied, but Campe never let us finish anything. 
Zeus thought about that. Why don't you why don't why don't each one of you create parts of weapons and then assemble them? The Cyclops nodded thoughtfully. It could work. I will spread the word to my brothers. Soon all the Olympians, except for the women, had weapons. Zeus had a lightning bolt, Poseidon had a trident, and Hades had a helmet. Zeus pointed the point of his bolt at Campe and vaporized her. Steam billowed from the bolt. Poseidon used his trident to strike the dark shackles of the Cyclopes and hunted hand at one's feet. Hades put on his hat and the gods turned pale. The hat radiated fear. Now that's cool, Hades said. It can also turn you invisible, Brontes, the Cyclops, Cyclops said. The floor shook. Um, we should leave, Hera said, and the Olympians flew out of Tartarus with their new weapons. A few of the Titans did not take Norse's side in the war. Helios, Selene, Prometheus, Oceanus, and all of the other female Titans remained neutral. Zeus and the gods climbed Mount Olympus, the second tallest mountain in Greece at that time, and mounted their attack. The Titans didn't know what hit them. Zeus struck the palace with his lightning bolt. Poseidon summoned a hurricane and ravaged the courtyard. Hades spread fear throughout the enemy ranks. The hundred handy ones and Cyclopes threw gigantic boulders. Finally, after a lot of fighting, the Titans fell, and the age of the Titans was no more. Now, I know what you're thinking. What happened to Kronos? Some legends say that he was chopped up to bits by Zeus and thrown into Tartarus. Anyway, Zeus, Poseidon and Hades divided up the world. Zeus got the sky and became king of the gods, Poseidon got the ocean, and Hades got the underworld. The hundred-handed ones built a gleaming palace, gleaming white palace for Zeus on top of Mount Olympus, and then Zeus sent them back with the Cyclopes to Tartarus as jailers for the imprisoned Titans. And then Zeus and the other gods officially became known as the Olympians. We have finally finished the story. Next week, I'm going to tell the story of Perseus, so don't miss it. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.